We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to another episode of the Golden Blocks Podcast, the BearCast Cal Football 2017 audio guide for Arizona. We are in, we are full on in the second half of the season now. Isn't that crazy how we're already, we're hard to believe. <laughs> it's hard to believe that we're, but we're there. We're already in the second half of the season. Holy crap. So our last few opponents, Arizona at home, Colorado on the oh, road. We get Oregon State at home, mm-hmm. Stanford mm-hmm. away, UCLA away, away. All right, can, since it's a preview podcast, can I just ask blunt prediction? Final five games, record. By the way, I predicted us to lose to Washington State. Yeah, both of us did. Yeah, two and three, two and three. Okay. But <laughs> we get our win against Stanford. Ooh, one of those two wins is against Stanford. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. That means losses at Colorado, which I'm not even sure about. Like, that's a winnable game. Loss against Arizona, which is a winnable game. And a loss against UCLA, which is a winnable game. So you're thinking Wait, we lose. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, Oregon yeah, so State. we beat Oregon State and Stanford is what you're saying. It's crazy. It's like the floor. It's it's nuts to be in this position with that beginning of a schedule is yeah. just amazing. And the the crazier part is looking at all these games, and I just did like a little preview of myself where I was just looking through the stats and just looking at our opponents. We this is a easy or not easy, but it's a fathomable five and zero situation too. Yep, it's a it's a very it's not like out of the realm of possibility. None of those teams looks unbeatable. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be awesome. It would be amazing. But we're not here for that. We're just here for Arizona. So let's get right to it. Arizona is Khalil Tate, who took over <laughs> two and a half weeks ago. Uh, looks pretty good right now. Um, he set up, I believe he's in the top five for Pac-12 uh, quarterback rushing stats in a single game. He's a, he's a ridiculous. Um, the only I, Did you see that? The only other... Uh, offensive player that has rushed more in single game for Arizona is. Do you have a guess? Uh, many. <laughs> there's only one. There's only one. There's, there's only one. Who's one rushed more in a it, so over the last two games. You know how he Kadeem, set records. Kadeem Allen. Kadeem Carey. Kadeem Carey. Kadeem Carey. Is that him? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're correct. <laughs> Even though I got the name wrong. Yeah. Kadeem, Kadeem <laughs> Allen is one of Arizona's basketball players. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. That their running back is is number one, and then Khalil Tate holds two of those single game rushing records out of their top five. <laughs> In so, the two games he's fully played. So the amount of rush, like, so I was looking, I was reading a the Desert Swarm. They were doing like a mid season review. Yeah. And they said that since uh, the last game that they had last year, if you include that that they're running the ball at like a 72% clip on their plays, which is like far and away the highest that Richard has ever done in his career. Yeah, because he's a spread offense type guy, which is and like up-tempo spread is what he wants to run. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just going to be a totally different game. It's going to be so... It's, it's not going to be like any game we've really seen this year. I think I've seen... I think Nick made a pretty good comparison to uh, Washington's offense, which is really run-heavy. But and this is Oregon a is run heavy, runs. but this is like the quarterback that runs the ball, and so it's just going to be like very interesting. And we're going to know pretty early on, like just how well we're able to stop him. And it, he's pretty efficient through the air, but at the same time, I just don't know if he's really faced any defenses that are good enough. Like Colorado has been blown out or given up a lot of points this year. UCLA's defense is Swiss cheese, yeah. So uh, it's really hard to tell, like just how real he is. Why yet? Like a lot of those plays, like remember when we were going to play Texas? Yeah. And we had to go up against who's their running quarterback. And it was just like, we were like, oh, wait. Uh, Gerard Hurd. Yeah, let's hope that we don't see Hurd. (laughs) And then it was like, oh my gosh, he's so fast. He's not that fast. No. But but he's big and elusive. Like he bounce, like bounce, guys bounce off of him. But it's really Arizona's offensive line that has been playing super well. And that allows him to get into the secondary and get against smaller guys, and then that's where the missed tackles happen, hence big touchdowns. But it's not like he's going to beat you with speed around the edge, or uh, maybe you will, but I wouldn't expect him to. I think it's the down, downfield blocking, the D-line put getting a push against their O-line is going to matter a lot. Judging from who they've played, would you say that this is probably the most complex defense they'll face? That they've faced? Oh, yeah, by, yeah, by far. It's not even a question. Yeah. They haven't really played. Well, wait a second. Am I forgetting? Utah is the only other one that yeah. I'd say has a, a really strong defense. Other than Utah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They play what? Like Northern Arizona, yeah. UTEP. Like their, their strength, strength of schedule was pretty low. I'm not going to say like the ESPN announcers would do, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. They were like cookies. <laughs> <laughs> cookies and milk cookies and milk trying to Dunk figure out milk. what that means yeah. is it hard is it, <laughs> is it soft? soft you don't know are we talking about the milk <laughs> oh man all right so on offense since you did the offensive preview other other than mr khalil tate is there anyone else we need to be on the lookout for yeah, I think his name is Nathan Wilson. Uh, he's the running back. Nick Wilson. Nick Wilson. God, man, I'm well, killing it with the names tonight. And... Just like <laughs> first name wrong, last name wrong, Knezich wrong. Good stuff. Well, uh, yeah, so he's actually uh, pretty good as well. I mean, it's just them too. Like, he's the one that eases off the pressure. What about you? I think it ha- Khalil Tate, though, has just taken the league by storm, like, over the last couple of days. Or uh, not the last couple of days, but the last couple of game days. Which is just it, it it's baffling to me how like how crazy he's like vaunted himself into just one of the really good quarterbacks in the conference. Like he's not like the 
he's not like a Luke Falk. Like, he's not a Rosen or a Browning. Like, he's not a Herbert either. Like, he's he's one of those, like, weird physical specimen-type quarterbacks that but has already found his pretty much his truest form. And I'm hoping that we can prove that there was a little bit of a mirage. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping too cuz the numbers that he's put up over the last couple of weeks is just straight up ridiculous. Dude. It's it's <laughs> video game numbers. It's like old school Madden 2004 <laughs> yeah. numbers. No, it's like it's like NFL street numbers. <laughs> we're we're getting into that NFL into that street. level. Football, <laughs> Khalil Tate, the Khalil Tate edition. But yeah, I think that's the biggest question for us is no Devonte Downs, right? So who starts at that middle linebacker position? Probably Karen Brown. We can't afford another injury at the linebacker spot. We've already lost two of our best pass rushers in and run stuffers in Saffle and Devonte Downs. We don't have the depth to withstand another injury if we're hoping to win out a couple more games to end the season to go to a bowl. So so from there, how do you play this offense? Well, first, you have to contain Khalil Tate. You have to make sure he stays in the pocket and does not go anywhere else. And if he does want to go anywhere else, you make him step up into the pocket and the linebackers collapse on him from the front. Like, that's pretty much, like, that would be my game plan going into this. Like, that's force him to throw mm-hmm. and force him to throw into our into our corners. Yep. Because that's, it's one of those things where you can't prep that much because you only have two weeks worth of game tape to go over on him. Like, you can't pick out what his passing tendencies are. Like, he's playing a lot of his position from the game, I the two games I watched He's playing a lot of it by instinct. Yeah. Like, he feels pressure coming from the left, so he either fakes it and then rolls around them, or he takes off the right side. Like, he just... It's a very instinctive style of playing quarterback. Which makes me think you'll see less blitzes at the beginning of the game, probably. Like, a little less aggressive. Like, they probably want to pace it out more, and then maybe get more aggressive as the game goes on. Or, uh, for me, I thought it'd be the opposite. Oh, really? I thought you'd go... I thought... For starters, you just go all out blitz. Have that go into his mind. All out blitz. Yeah. Have that all out blitz. Yeah. He's just gonna just get he's en- gonna score. Just go engage eight. Engage <laughs> no, eight. But I'm not. I'm not saying engage for like eight. yeah. Engage eight. I'm not saying he go go that go that far. But what I'm saying is send enough of a blitz where that gets into his mind. Where okay, they're gonna they're gonna send some blitzes, and he reads that and thinks that we're gonna blitz because we cover our defense or, and just do that so well. Right, have that in his mindset. Think that we're going to blitz, but everyone drops back into cover, and he's just baffled because he doesn't know where to throw, and he's stuck. <laughs> and I have full faith in our D line and wh- whoever it is that's pass rushing, at least one of them to get into the backfield and force him. And once we do that, and he has nowhere to run, he's going to start ha- start to have to throw things away or just do checkdowns, which. Judging by the game tape, he doesn't throw a lot of checkdowns. He would rather take off than to throw the checkdown over the middle. See, I think we have to win this game. A lot of the ways that I think other teams have beaten Arizona is through forcing turnovers in the air. So I think you nailed that. And I think that the interceptions, like our ability to get interceptions, force him to throw the ball. 
against a receiver set that is by far the least intimidating receiver set that we have faced all year, that's where you make your, that's where the money's made. I shouldn't say all year. <laughs> Weber State is included in that. Yeah. So since SC, I mean, yep. uh, since uh, Weber State. So, but every team after that's had better receivers. So <clears throat> I think that's how you win the game, really, fundamentally. And then, but Arizona's offense putting up like 40 plus a game. So yep. our offense has to be up for it. And we have to be just as creative as we were last week with getting Bowers rolling out of the pocket and somehow getting a run game going. And whether we go pass heavy or run heavy might be interesting to see if we're going to try and match them with the running style where we try and just kind of bruise and wear down the defense. Or if we keep going with an up-tempo pass style offense to start off the game like we did against Washington State. Yeah, I mean, you look at look at their three Pac-12 games. They lost to Utah 30-24, to but they beat Colorado 45-42, and they beat UCLA 47-30. So they're scoring. No, no matter how you look at it, whether, even if they're bad defensive teams, they're, they still put up 24 points on, color, on, on Utah. Um, so, you know, you look at that and go, okay, um, let's say we give up one or two touchdowns. We flip, the, we flip it to the other side. Is our offense going to be able to do it? Are we going to be able to generate some points and score on them? I don't know. Because I'm looking... Uh, let me just give you some of their stats defensively. Right, Defensively, uh, they've allowed uh, 161 points total in their six games. So 26.8 points per game. But they're scoring 42.8. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, opposing passes, um, they've picked off eight times uh, and given up 1,500 yards to the year through six games. And they've played a Utah team that wants to throw the ball now with Troy Taylor as the OC and a UCLA team that throws the ball a lot too. So I'm looking at that going, okay, um, maybe we need to throw the ball and challenge them. Or maybe set up the run and like the play action on a you know on on options because I think that might be the route to go is is play them through the RPOs because I think we can catch them off guard with some quick passes yeah and not or we're not going to go for the long ball anyways but I think if if we start setting up the quick passes guys like Conavai and Vic Warden can probably get on the outside to get those long balls. But the key play here is they've only allowed, or not, not in a bad way, they've allowed five and a half or five point six yards per play defensively. So through their six games, every two plays, the opposing team is getting a first down. So it's 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 a weird thing where they're giving up the yards, mm. but it looks like they're not giving up the touchdowns and their points. Kind of like us. Kind of like us. It's the bend not break mentality. I think mm. I. I think what they're trying to do is we're just waiting for the right four down set. Like if you get six yards on us on the first on on a first down, then we're gonna play you hard where you get that next first down, but we're gonna reset for that next set of four downs. And so where do we go? Where do how do how are we gonna generate those yards? How are we gonna get those points on the board? It's a big question mark, especially at the Washington State game too, is other than the fact that we got such good field position in the Washington State game, yeah. it wasn't the greatest of offensive performances. 
our run game was pretty solid. But Vic only ran, I think, seven times in the first half and 15 times in the second half. And I asked Wilcox about that after the Washington State game. And he said, well, it's a lot easier to run when you're up. Mm. And so can we score those quick you know, one or, one or two touchdowns to get us up 14-0 where at that point we can start running the ball because now they realize we don't have – now they have to guard the pass. Like let's say we get two, two quick like touchdown passes. Then after that, you can start running draw plays, and they're going to be on our receivers up so tight all along the outside that Vic or Patrick Laird, if he's able to play, is going to have the running lanes to run down the middle for the you know five, six-yard gains every time. That's a big question mark. All right. Your prediction for the game? Mm. Mm. We'll be in attendance, so mm-hmm. it probably means we'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll win... 31 to 17. Ooh. Okay. I was that was my that was pretty close to mine. I was going to go uh 35 14. Cal wins? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I'm including a defensive touchdown. Wow. Yeah. I think we I think we score a defensive touchdown. I think we get a pick six. Man. <laughs> yeah. Just cuz how the, our well our defense is playing, I think we can force them into making a a mental mistake call. In the passing game, where we get that. All right, where are we sending the fine folks of the Bearcast listeners this this upcoming Saturday evening? Kips, <laughs> really? Yep. Wow. Okay. Go to Kips. They have a new bartender service. They bring food and food and drinks to your table. <laughs> it's really a classy <laughs> joint. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, it's upstairs. You have a great time from Yogurt Park. Go after sure. the game. Yeah, it's on Durant. Kips is amazing. Never a bad time was had at Kips during four years at Cal, and never a bad time after. I got two Asian spots for you tonight. Okay. All right. First one is next to uh, Artichoke Pizza. So around the corner on Bowditch, there's a small dumpling joint. Yeah. Small dim sum dumpling joint. Not bad. Not bad. Not the best, but not bad. I think it's a great place. To get a couple dumplings just before the game to take with you. Because I think dumplings Do they have are the easiest. I think so. Oh yeah. yum. It's I think it's I think dumplings are the easiest thing to eat because it's just so like perfectly made for hand food. Um, and also inside of the Asian ghetto, um, there's a new like Taiwanese street food joint. Wow. It's like a I, I didn't know this either, but apparently it's pretty popular in Taiwan. What place did it take over? Um, the Vietnam Village, Vietnamese Village. Oh, okay. You know which one I'm talking about? It's the restaurant right next to Steve's. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, inside there, apparently they have a huge, huge, like, uh, fried chicken, like, piece. It's like, it's like they pound it out like a, like a chicken breast to get you, like, a, like a 12-inch long piece of fried chicken. Mm. And they just give that to you, like, in a, in a little piece of paper. So you can, you know, just bite on it and chew it as you, as you go. And they have like, uh, I think they have some like teas and things like that, like some boba and things that you can grab. So I would recommend checking that out. I have not, I have not yet tried it. It is still on my things to try, but I'm going to recommend two Asian joints for this Friday night or sorry, Saturday night. It's a 5 p.m. game. It's pretty early. You'll get some sunlight. 
and this then you'll get a beautiful back. night. Five, I think 5 p.m. games are by far the best. Oh, it's fantastic. Because yeah. you get the benefit of the day, and then you get to go watch Cal. And then you still and can you go, go to sleep night. early enough. Yeah. And you get to sleep early. Yes, that yeah. too. <laughs> Always important to get the sleeps. Well, unless you want to stay up like Andy does every Saturday night. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that wraps it up for us here on the Golden Blogs podcast, Bearcast's audio preview for Cal Football 2017 against Arizona. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please don't hesitate to tweet at us um, at Rob11HWNG and at Andy. Andy J. Beast Mode. Yep. And <laughs> you can find all our stuff at California Golden Blogs. You can find, actually, Andy's offensive preview up on the website right now. Right now. Right slot now. one. Yep. So go take a read. It might not be slot one by the time they're listening to no, this. No, it's going to be way gone. <laughs> pod. Uh, but the pod. But the pod. pod. There. Yeah. All right. And as always, go Bears. Go Bears. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.